If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Su. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow the money. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. DraftKings Casino brings you a new era of your favorite games, blackjack, roulette, slots, live dealer, table games. And at DraftKings, they paid out some huge wins. A player bet $6 and won over $160,000 on Mercy of the Gods. Another player bet $25 and won hundred grand on triple red hot sevens. Download the DraftKings Casino app today. You have your choice. Deposit bonus up to $2,000 or $50 in free credits. Just download the DraftKings Casino app. Use the code VISA to claim the offer casino.draftkings.com for full details. Great to visit with Dean Blandino, NFL on Fox Rules Analyst at Dean Blandino on Twitter. Kind enough to get up early to visit with us, so appreciate the time, sir. Do fans have a right to be outraged and ticked off with what occurred with the two roughing the passer penalties this past week? Well, yeah, I think it's certainly fair. I, I think the one was probably more more obvious than the other. I think the, the, the foul that, that the Brady one in in Tampa. I, I didn't think that really fit any category of roughing the passer. And obviously, it's a big call. You know, the, the Falcons trying to get the ball back third down and, and give the Bucks a first down, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and they're able to run out the clock. Um, the the one Monday night, you know, I don't like it. I don't think it should be a foul, but based on what the the competition committee and the officiating department and what the directive has been to the referees, he he landed on he landed on car with all of his body weight and 
Um, so they're supporting it. They've come out and they've said that it, it is a it is a good call. They sent a, a video out to the clubs this week showing that play and saying it was properly called. So, yeah, I still don't like it, and I think fans, uh, you know, I think fans have a right to to question some of these calls. Dean, uh, I thought Chris Jones said the right thing after the game Monday night. He said, well, we've got to review roughing the passer penalties. But if, if that one were reviewed in Kansas City on Monday night, it would not have been overturned based on what you just said. But the, the one in Tampa Bay against Brady probably would have been overturned, right? Yeah, I think so. And I think in reviewing those plays, I, I don't know if it's a, a perfect solution uh, we saw what happened with pass interference back in 2019 and with these subjective calls. It mm-hmm. depends on what standard are you going to apply in replay. And I think, so imagine the Chris Jones play and everybody's upset that it gets called. Then it goes to replay and they don't overturn it. Then I think the outrage becomes even more, right? It gets, <laughs> it gets louder. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, I don't know what, you know, the competition committee will talk about it and we'll see what happens. Should everything be replay? Uh, be go to replay? Can I cha- like Belichick says? I want to be able to challenge, and everything can be reviewable. Do you concur? You, you know, I, I kind of went and I've talked to Bill about that. He, he's been talking about that for years. And, and initially, I was like, no way. You know, that's gonna that's gonna delay the game. And as time has gone on, and as the technology gets better, I kind of leaning more toward. You know what? As long as it's limited. You can't. You don't have any more challenges. You got say two challenges per game, and you got to have timeouts, and it's limited. And you can create a consistent standard. Then I think, okay, have at it. You want to challenge it, but understand that if it's not obvious that the call is wrong, then it's not going to get changed. Um, I think it's worth at least a, uh, an experiment. Try it in the preseason. Yeah. See how it goes before just dismissing it altogether. Do you think this is a result of what happened to Tua with how they're calling this now? You know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I know the league. There was no directive from the league to say, "Hey, we got to call up in the passer closer now because of what happened to Tua." Um, you know, obviously, you know, humans are uh, officials are human, and they're not they're not immune to what goes on around the league. So I'm not in the head of the referee. I just know rough in the passer quarterback protection is always a top priority. And, uh, and, and I think it's just a judgment call, and, and I think we, you know, sometimes we'll disagree with those. I, I think, you know, the Tua thing, it's, it's, not, it's not unreasonable to ask that question. I don't know if it, it, was, an, it was a factor. All right, Dean. So uh, Monday night, after the blown call against uh, Chris Jones on the Derek Carr uh, sack and strip, the refs go in at halftime. I want to know what happens here. Do they hear from New York and say, hey, you blew yeah. that call? Because mm-hmm. when they come out in the second half, you know it. You saw what happened. There was a series of penalties against the Raiders and not against the Chiefs. Are those makeup calls? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, what happens at halftime, a lot of people ask that. And officials, they don't, they don't have video equipment in the locker room. They don't look at calls from the first half, right? Mm -hmm. And there's really not a ton of time at halftime. Halftime is about 12 minutes. By the time the officials get in the locker room, they've probably got 10 minutes and they, you know, they got to do whatever they need to do, get ready for the second half, but they don't look at video. And really, you know, in my time as, as head of officiating, I would, unless it was something so, you know, important, like player safety related or, 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 for for their safety, I would never call at halftime and communicate with the crew because you don't want to influence the crew one way or another. You want them to go out, you know, because if they're thinking about a call that they missed, 
in the first half, that could impact how they officiate the second half. And, sure. and you just don't want to do that. Um, you know, they do have cell phones. They may go into their cell phone. They may be getting text messages from their friends or their family. Hey, that call, what happened? They, but, but they really don't have a ton of time. And, and I, would be, I would be surprised if anyone from the league office communicated at halftime about that call. You always wait for the end of the game because you don't want them thinking about that. You want them to just continue to officiate. And then at the end of the game, you can, you can discuss it. That's interesting. Uh, do you think – we always hear Roger Goodell talk about for years – about how sports betting threatens the integrity of the game. Do these blown calls, do all the controversies over the officiating, do you think that threatens the integrity of the game? Or will fans just get angry and then get over it? Sure. Well, there's no question that the the credibility of your officials and your officiating program is is so important. And and that's why you have to have controls in place. There has to be an evaluation system. There has to be accountability. And, and there is, you know, fans don't see it. They don't really, you know, they don't see what happens on a weekly basis where the officials are graded on every play and they're, and they're evaluated and that, that determines whether they get postseason assignments. And, and if they don't grade out well, they can get let go. So, so those controls are so important. And as you, as you see the integration of sports betting and the NFL now going from, okay, it's kind of like it's. We don't want to talk about it. We're going to put our head in the sand now. It's part of what everybody does, and it's such a big part of the game. You have to continue to maintain those controls and make sure that your games are officiated correctly. And there's no, you know, there, there's nothing nefarious going on. And, and and the league does a great job. I mean, there's security checks, there's bank bank account checks, there's all of these things that the officials have to go through in order to officiate the NFL. Paul, the money, Visa, and the Esports Betting Network. Dean Blandino, our guest, NFL on Fox Rules analyst. So what happens now? I mean, you, you're a former official. These are human beings. You saw Sheffers on Monday. His voice was cracking. after The crowd was all over him. He was nervous after the call. How did they – what is the league doing? Do they, how do these guys call these games the, moving forward, knowing that people are ticked off now after what happened Sunday and Monday? I'll tell you, it's nothing new. Officials, when they get to that level, right, they know, you know, they get they get yelled at, they get, you know, they get kind of all those things, and they go into environments, and it's, and it's and it can be a hostile environment at times. And the good officials are the ones that can block that out, and they 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 kind of just, you know, don't listen to that outside noise. They're gonna they're gonna go through their games. They're gonna get their evaluations. They're gonna learn from from all of the plays and the things and the feedback that they get from from the officiating department. And they're gonna go out and officiate the next game. And and that's what officials they're like right. They're like cornerbacks, defensive backs. You can't you get beat for touchdowns. You can't worry about that because you're gonna have another play coming up. And that's what officials have to do. And they have to get ready for the next play, the next game. And uh, and you know all that outside noise. They just try to block it out. Yeah, I think about this occasionally. I imagine you have two in your position. The history of the NFL before replay, how mm. many major uh, plays, you know, not just the holy roller between the, the Raiders and the Chargers or the immaculate reception, things like that. How many major uh, plays in the history of the NFL would not have happened if we had replay? Yeah, it's it's when you think about it, it's fascinating. I mean, I started at the NFL in 1995, and – and that we didn't have replay until 99. And I just think about some of the calls. I mean, you're talking about touchdowns. You're talking about 40, 50 yard plays, turnovers. And some of them were, were incorrect and there was no vehicle, no way to change them. And imagine right. today 
you know, a Sunday night game between, you know, the Cowboys and the Packers, and there's a touchdown, and everybody can see it's clearly not a touchdown, and we're just like, touchdown, move on, let's go. <laughs> it would be a complete firestorm on social media, and that happened, you know, every week there was a play or two because the game is so fast, and people just moved on, right? We didn't have social media. We didn't have all this opportunity to talk about it. And, uh, and they just moved on, but it's definitely a different world. And, uh, you know, that's why replay is important and the technology is important. But, but again, it's that replay is not perfect because you still have people making those decisions and there's judgment involved. Thanks for getting up early. Uh, interesting interview. Thanks for the time, Dean. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Take care. Yeah, Thanks, yeah. Dean. Uh, good question, especially at the end. I mean, God, no, going back. But I'm with Belichick. Uh I mean, look at the NFC title game with the Saints and Rams. Oh, I know. How do you miss that call with the no P.I.? Saints are in the Super Bowl then. But this. That's one of the biggest blown calls in the history of the league. Yeah. They put the wrong team in the Super Bowl. Another good question. Then we had to watch one of the worst Super Bowls ever. (laughs) (laughs) No, you nailed it too. As much as I hated the call on Monday night with Jones, and I want to get to something that Dean said because I'll Mm -hmm. address it because we have a problem. It was the NBA type stuff in the second. Oh. Then they refused to call anything on Kansas City. It, was it became all, the makeup call. It was all on the Raiders yes, when they was. came out in the second half. Yes. And you knew that was going to happen. Oh, God. You knew it was going to happen. That's the, but it can't happen. You can't have the hockey and the NBA stuff. So something he said, though, about the Jones penalty. Mm-hmm. See, this is a problem that we have. I want to respond to what he said, how he answered that question, and then tie it in to what another former official said about it as well. And then we'll go rapid fire with the big college games coming up. Polly Howard, Matt Humans, VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Follow the money, baby. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. 
And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Temperature might be cooling off. Fall sports heating up at Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers, your go-to book, all the latest lines, odds, and boost for pro football, college football, basketball, and hockey. Now's the perfect time to join Bet Rivers. New bettors will receive up to $500 in free bets when you make a first-time deposit using code SPORTS. Go to BetRivers.com or download the app today. Bet Rivers, it's a whole new game. Matt Humans in for Mitch Moss. I am Paulie. Uh, in case you're not on social media, uh, Mitch could be back Monday, don't know, but uh, we lost, uh, he lost Dexter, his uh, dog, 14 years old, passed away yesterday. So he'll take all the time he needs. And I know we've, he's been on the show a couple times too, uh, Dexter. So uh, if you're not on social media, that's the reason he's out and had to leave the show early. Um, one thing too is if you, if we should do your top, mm-hmm. top five, top 10 golf courses in Las Vegas. I think that would be a, a good for people as well. I'd give you a top ten. Sure. I have people all the time ask, "Where should Absolutely. I play?" Absolutely, no kidding. Where should I play when I come to Vegas? I thought you were going to say top ten frozen pizzas because we talked about that. Totally. Tombstone top. number one. Could you give me ten? Yeah, you could. Did you see that freezer in Wisconsin? Can you put huh? that up again? I, it, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, it's just <laughs> that's looked, a growth. That's in Wisconsin. Like Fifty different frozen pizzas yeah. brands right. in that freezer in Wisconsin. You, they're really, yeah. you really should have a, a reality show. I mean, you need, they need to follow mm. you around. How you live, how you eat. Okay. And just, your, I mean, six fast food oh, trips a you day. Be, you can be my agent. And, I would uh, love to set, set that up. Set up the deal. You can have a, a cut yeah, up. 20%. Sure. Yeah. Work on that. I can't, I'd love to. I'd, I'd watch. I'll tell you that. I'd watch. I'm not following you around. But look at this setup. Oh, my God. We got more. It's all pizza. Your top ten list. Let's go right. back to. Go back to the Dean Blandino interview. Mm-hmm. So here's the problem I have. So he's a former official. He's NFL on Fox Rules analyst. He said, you know, by the letter of the law, they got the call right in the Monday night game with the Jones sack. That's what happened. But Gene Steratore, former official for CBS, said they completely blew it 
because it's an incorrect ruling because it's not a sack. It's not a sack. It's a, stripped the ball. So we can't even huh? agree on what we're watching here, uh. and these guys are the experts. That's the, the number one the problem you have. You're right. <laughs> and I agree with Sterator. That's not a sack. It's a fumble. Right. He's taking the ball. He possesses the ball, grabs the ball from Carr, and then he even braces himself too, and then he lands on him. Right. But it's not a body weight sack because it's not a sack. Sterator is right. He said he blew the call. I agree with Sterator. So we can't even yeah. agree on this, yeah. right? I agree That's with it. you and Sterator. But I also, as a better, as somebody who's betting the game, you got to think, how's that going to impact the rest of the game? And when they went in at half, I said, I, all these calls are going to go against yeah. the Raiders in the second half. Yeah, yeah, I know. And that's exactly Raiders what Raiders led 20-10 to 10 at halftime. How about the holding call on the field goal? Oh, that was def- enormous. Defensive, defensive yeah. holding yeah. on yeah. the field goal. Yeah. And, and he it, did hold him. But I, I Who calls that? It's Fossil 4th and 14. I think the second time I've seen that call in 10 years. Yeah. I they take were the just under. looking for calls to make against the Raiders in the second half. Yeah. 4th and 14 as well. So what happens uh, Sunday? You know, what happens in the Tampa Bay game? You know, you can't go low on quarterbacks because of Brady. Can't put the body weight because of Rodgers. Then what happened with the Jared call, which was so bad. Mitch Moss went uh, off on Twitter. He was he said, off, yeah. he was yeah, ticked yeah, off about that. We can go Brady. after Rodgers, too. Brady, Brady was asked about, about the flags and how he's officiated. I don't think anyone's trying to scheme anyone out of that or it's just the way sports are. You just I miss throws, refs miss calls, you know, but we try to do the best we can do and when they don't go your way, you just complain to the refs like I do. So <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So it has worked, I'll say that. He is constantly in the refs here, and uh, he gets a superstar treatment. But that, that's, that just, that's, just, that's terrible. The call on Jarrett, now you Tampa and Survivor. That was an all-time bad, awful – you can't do that. It's yeah. football. Unnecessarily threw him to the ground? That is asinine yeah. and absurd. It's football. It's not figure skating. Right. How am I going to gently, gently bring him – what, am I going to wrap? Come on. Just don't say anything about dresses, okay? Well, yeah. That's uh, yeah, a tough trouble. beat there. Okay. Uh, picks coming up, and Matt's got a lot of in pocket. As do I, and it'll, it's going to be a lot of fun coming up. But what a weekend it's going to be Saturday in college football. We touched on Penn State, Michigan, and we're on the same side. I would take, I think it's too many points. Mm-hmm. Tough handicap. No, they haven't played anybody. But to your point, Penn State battle-tested. One at Auburn, one at Purdue. Mm-hmm. Michigan hasn't played anybody either with the SOS 95. And uh, very concerned about the Indiana game. You, keep, you mentioned Maryland, and you're right. That's a tie, tie. That's a ten, ten game against Indiana. It was seventeen, ten, five minutes into the fourth quarter. Yeah, that cannot happen. Yeah. But again, Franklin's history. He's lost nine in a row against top ten teams, although five of them have been uh, four points or fewer. Right. Uh, how about Iowa State, Texas? Too I many like points? Iowa State here, okay. but you know this number was seventeen early in the week, and I was too slow to pull the trigger. I, you know. First of all, you've got these visions of the Iowa State offense burned into the back of your brain. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I don't want to bet this team. I just watched uh, two pitiful performances by the Cyclones. But if you look back at the history of Iowa State-Texas games the last five years, there's a lot of positive uh, points to draw from from the Iowa State perspective. Also, it's not a it's it's a poor scheduling spot for Texas. Yes. Off the blowout of Oklahoma with what's on deck. The situational handicap says to play Iowa State. The 17 is gone. I don't know. If for some reason, maybe 17 pops up again on Saturday. I'll bet Iowa State, but that's the side I'm looking at here. And I know Gabriel's back. Got to have the 17. Uh, yeah, I, I can't believe Oklahoma's laying this to Kansas. Well, the backup looked good. Mm-hmm. They, Jason had no, Bean. they had no. They could have no answer and couldn't stop the run. 
as Texas is gashing him. It doesn't matter who the D.C. is, who the head coach is. They can't fix this defense. What type of athlete are you recruiting, by the way? Your defense is that bad. And I know he's not going to play. But I also can't believe a quarterback is that bad at Oklahoma. That kid threw for 30 yards. I couldn't believe it. Betting against Oklahoma, every commercial in play was the nuts. Because you know they weren't scoring. Uh Uh-huh. But I, I can't believe what they're laying against Kansas in that game. Paul, the, the Sooner schooner was parked down there in the uh, corner of the end zone. Right. It never got out of park the no. whole day. No. It never got – it was 49-0. That's humiliating for Oklahoma to uh, lose like that to a rival. I here When you look at this game, you know, the, what stinks to me is the betting line. And it's gone up this week, Paul, because I think Kansas is going to be a public dog – and there's sharp money on yeah. the Oklahoma side. Yeah. And that's one of those lines you look at and you say, how is it nine? And you're seeing a lot of people on Twitter saying, how is Oklahoma a right. nine point? F-? Well, yeah. I think you're going to find out on okay. Saturday. It looks like, to me, the betting line's telling you the Sooners are the right side. Okay. Uh, Could be a get-right game for Oklahoma. How about Arkansas-BYU? Good game. And a good job by Arkansas traveling to make the trip. You know, it's a very curious uh, scheduling job by uh, Arkansas here. Why in yeah. the middle of the SEC schedule would you go to Provo to play BYU? That's a tough trip. That's a tough place to play. It didn't really make sense for Arkansas to play this game, but hey, credit uh, to the Hogs for scheduling. And I also think the Hogs are going to be hungry here because yes, it's a non-conference game, but they're trying to stop a three-game losing streak, Paul. And K.J. Jefferson, quarterback, is back at practice. Looks like he's going to return. Uh, I'm really intrigued by this game. Because I, I kind of lean to the BYU side, but not enough to bet it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to have about 15 or 20 bets on Saturday. So yep. uh, I'm not sure if this is going to be one of them. I haven't played it. Jaron Hall, the quarterback for BYU, he's going to be an NFL prospect. Nobody's really talking about him right now. And uh, Tim Murray told me he was at the BYU-Notre Dame game last week, and he thought Jaron Hall might have had an injury. You see, it just didn't look right, Yeah, which is a, a big reason I'm not betting this game yet. But uh, – BYU is going to be tough to be here. They beat Baylor on this field in Provo. They've been shorthanded at the wide receiver position with injuries. They're getting healthy. Uh, the, to me, this is one of the most intriguing games on Saturday on a loaded schedule. Arkansas right. at BYU. And this game isn't getting enough attention either. Clemson and Florida State. Short spread. Right, right. Uh, Florida State now back-to-back losses. Clemson, great run defense. Florida State, number two rushing attack in the ACC. Clemson, 98-3. and Straight up against unranked teams since 2012, but they're tried. I mean, they they, they won at Wake in the, in the shootout. Mm-hmm. Then they beat NC State in a physical game. They had the cupcake last week at Florida State. Then Syracuse at home. Syracuse might be six and zero coming into that game, and then they go to Notre Dame. So mm-hmm. they they could go undefeated here. But uh, I got a feeling Clemson's going to get tripped up. At you some think point. so? Okay. Think so. Is, is it know. Saturday? I don't know. I'm not completely buying into Florida State. Do you? No. You got to do better offensively. Uh, what happened in that NC State game? And, but what, how about Syracuse, NC State? No, Leary. Yeah, Leary is he declared out because uh, Dave, Dave Doran, the coach, said he could yeah. be out one week, he could be out six okay. weeks, and that probably means he's not playing this week. I think I think Syracuse is cheap here. You can find three out there in a bunch of books. I actually laid three with Syracuse. Garrett Schrader has 15 total touchdowns, 71 mm-hmm. percent completions. He's a dual threat quarterback. Uh, Sean Tucker is a big-time running back, so Syracuse has got its two stars. NC State star quarterback Devin Leary looks like he's going to be out. Uh, 
I don't know. What am I missing here? I, I laid the three with Syracuse. Okay. I thought the line was cheap. More college coming up. Picks from the leader in the Friday football among the leaders. Chuck Edel. Chuck Edel. He is the leader. He is the leader. Thank you. The Friday football betting invitational. Three college plays, two totals coming up next on Follow the Money. Polly Howard, Matt Humans, the Sports Betting Network. is Follow the Money on VSIN. All right, top horse racing plays Express Bet Handicapper Jeff Siegel. In the first race at Belmont, he likes the six at five to one odds on the morning line. And then at the seventh race at Keeneland, he likes the 12, Strobe on top, 9 to 5 odds on the morning line. Bet these races and more at First Bet, VEASAN's preferred horse racing app. Get a $10 free bet when you sign up today for the First Bet app. Use the code HORSE200 for the $10. Plus, get 100% match on the first deposit up to 200 Wager in more than 300 tracks, AI-assisted picks, easiest way to bet on your favorite sport. Secure payments, great customer service, reliable website. Go to VEASAN.com slash horses for details vsan.com slash horses also get up there for the vsan daily email chuck edel is featured how about that yeah in an interview they asked him stunned when i read this stunned when i read this uh, chuck edel personality profile yeah in the vsan email his first bet was made on the 1969 world series chuck were you uh were you betting when you were five years old or how old are you man I, I even I even had to say I'm sure I'm going to show my age on this one, but I I think I remember the bet in the uh, the 1969 uh, World Series. I was still mad at the Mets because the Cubs blew the 10 game lead to the Mets oh. in late August there, and I you know that was my first lesson: don't bet with your heart. Yep, that's a pro tip, Paul. Yes, don't bet with your yeah, heart. Right, yeah. 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 yeah, beautiful. Was that the black cat cat running on the field? Yeah, Leo DeRocher and <laughs> oh, the black cat running. Yeah, oh yeah, that was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How about this? How about this? Chuck Edel's first visit to Vegas, 1985. Okay, Chuck's a Chicago guy. Yeah, love Chicago. The Bears show. were undefeated. Oh no! Chuck says I came out to the week. I came out the weekend. They played the Dolphins no. on Monday Night Football. It did not go well. Oh, Chuck! Uh, Barely had money for the taxi cab. Oh, don't bet with your heart again. Number two, pro tip. All right, let's go and uh, watch the show tonight with Matt. Uh, big plug coming up here in a thorough breakdown. He is 17-8 and eight in the leader in the uh, Friday betting invitational. And Matt's on 9 to midnight Pacific. And uh, keep it going, Chuck. All right, let's start with college. How about a side first? You laid 4.5 with East Carolina. Is it still good at 5.5? Yeah, it should still be good at 5.5. This is a, a good spot, I believe, for East Carolina. Uh, they're 30th in the country and uh, averaging 475 yards a game, 6.7 yards per carry. They've got a solid quarterback. They've uh, got one of the top running backs in the AAC, this Keaton Mitchell. Kid's averaging 7.7 yards per attempt. I mean, he got injured in the Navy game. He missed the next game against South Florida. He played in the, in the loss that they did lose the last week against a solid Tulane team. But he should be 100% ready to go in, the, in this game. And their defense has been solid. 41st in the country, only allowing 21.2 points a game. Um, you know, 
they should get healthy versus this Memphis team. This Memphis team defense is allowing over 410 yards a game. They're 125th against the pass. East Carolina likes to throw the ball. Uh, you know, Memphis has had success on the offensive end, but they've, they've gone against some soft defenses. And uh, Memphis, 1-6 uh, against the number the last seven road games. And uh, they're coming off a really tough loss, a loss where they gave up 14 points in the last few minutes to Houston to lose that game. Their defense in the game gave up 463 yards two games ago against North Texas. They got outgained 473 to 334. North Texas had three interceptions. They uh, fumbled once that they lost and, uh, and, that, and, and lost the game. But they, they outgained Memphis here. I think East Carolina at home, the, the, uh, the better team takes care of business. All right, total number one, LSU, Florida. What do you want to do here? What would you play? Well, this is a Florida team who uh, you know likes to run the ball. But uh, not only do they like to run the ball, they only average 59 plays a game. That's right almost the, the top of the uh, NC2A as far as the slow, one of the slowest teams in the country. In six games, they've only completed 89 passes. Sounds like the Bears game. They've only completed six, uh, you know, 89 passes in six games. They run the ball well, and that's, that's what they do. Uh, but, you know, their last game, they only attempted 14 passes. Uh, LSU's been good against the run, uh, only giving up 3.87 yards per carry. However, last, and that, that figure includes last week when they did get lit up a little bit by Tennessee. They gave up 263 yards on the ground at Tennessee. But a lot of that has to do with the Tennessee passing game. That kind of opened things up for the run, and uh, they were able to do whatever they want. But this is a different scenario here. Uh, this this uh, LSU, they held Auburn to 101 uh, yards on 31 carries. They held Mississippi State to 75 yards on 22 carries. So they'll be tested with the Florida offensive line. But, uh, you know, this, Florida in the SEC hasn't run, run super good. They, they, they carried the ball 30 times against Kentucky, got 136. 42 times against Tennessee, they got 141. So I, I think this LSU could slow down the, the run game. They don't throw the ball well. And then on offense, LSU is going to be starting their six different combo on the offensive line. And they, they struggle to score, uh, this, this LSU team. Their last two SEC games, they only mm-hmm. put up 270 yards versus Auburn. They put up 13 points last week versus Tennessee. So I'm going to go under in this one. Uh, Florida's best offensive lineman doubtful to play in this game, too. So I could heard the Gators offense. Chuck, I'm curious. Of your college bets you make on a on a weekly basis, what do you say? Uh, do you play about seventy five percent totals, twenty five percent sides, or what would it be? Yeah, I think that's pretty good, Matt. I would mm. say between seventy five and eighty uh, percent totals, and uh, and then twenty percent sides. That's uh, it's you know obviously it fluctuates, but that's uh, on a whole that seventy five percent is probably right on the you know right on the right on the button there. Pro sports better Chuck Edel, our guest at Chuck Edel on Twitter, featured in the Veasan Daily email today. 17 and 8, your leader on the Friday show. Uh, one more, another total. What a story, James Madison, right? 5 and 0 straight up in ATS, high scoring, high flying. You think it continues against Georgia Southern? Yeah, they've been impressive. And for some reason, the NC2A has some kind of rule that the team can't go to a, any, a bowl game or the, the football playoffs for two years once they come in there. I don't know. Dumb they're going to try to get that. Oh. Yeah, dumb rule, exactly. Uh, they're trying to get a change. I don't know if they will or not, but uh, I would like to, they deserve they deserve to be in a bowl game. That's for sure. They played well. Um, I'm going to go over in this game. You know, Georgia Southern. We, we just talked about Florida only averaging 59 
plays a game. How about Georgia Southern? They averaged 79.3 plays a game, one of the fastest teams in the country, which is good for their offense. Their offense has put up 37 points a game, but defensively they've struggled. And, uh, you know, that defense has been on the field a long time. They'll be on the field a long time in this game. Uh, they're averaging giving up 30 points a game. And now, uh, now they're going to have to play without their senior linebacker, Todd Bradley Glenn, who uh, head coach Clay Helton calls the quarterback of their defense. So, and not only is this defense letting everybody score on them, they're missing their, uh, their, their play caller out there. And they're coming off of a game where they gave up 41 points to Georgia State, 523 yards. Offensively, Georgia Southern is averaging 6.2 yards per play on the season. They've thrown 284 passes compared to only 192 uh, rushes. James Madison's really good against the rush. So uh, I do expect Georgia Southern to really air it out a lot in this game. Now, James Madison offensively has been very impressive as well. They're averaging 44.2 points a game. They should have a field day on this Georgia Southern defense. James Madison's coming off a game where they put up 596 yards, 42 points versus Arkansas State. And uh, they, they move the ball well. They've been scoring on everybody they play, and now they're playing one of the – this is probably one of the worst defenses they've played. So they should go off. James Madison's defense has played well. Uh, but they should put up a big number, and I, I think Georgia Southern—they'll score, they'll get their share of uh, points in, in this one. The way they, uh, the style of offense, but they're going to give up a lot as well. And uh, so I think that number of sixty looks like it's sixty-seven right now, and I like that to go over. Great job, keep it going. Hey. We'll talk to you next week. Oh, and, don't uh, let him go yet. Uh, Hold on, oh. we got two minutes left. Well, but ninety seconds. What? That's, that's a, a great breakdown on that. Makes you want to run out and bet the over on the James Madison Georgia Southern game. It does. Absolutely. What did you get, Chuck? I bet you got a better number. Did you get that over 65? I, exactly. I did get okay. it over 65. But in this game, I, you know, you know, when, when a line moves from 3 to 5 or a total moves from 67 to 65, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's as, as big right. as a, a difference there. I mean, obviously, you always want to get the best number. But I think James Madison, put, their offense puts up a big number in this game. I, I will, I'll have to see what happens. But I don't yeah. think Georgia Southern will be able to stop them. Chuck's a professional sports better in Vegas. It's amazing he's got as much time as he does to do all that research. He's got a wife that makes him do all, all the chores around the house. Chores. He's got three kids. He's got to change diapers around the clock. Yeah. 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 Under over for my last child, how many diapers I changed, Matt? <laughs> Zero. Oh, you got to push. Okay. <laughs> you got to push. Okay, great job, Chuck. Thanks a lot. Okay. Thanks, guys. All right. I'm, I'm trying to promote your show, Friday. Come on, let me steer the ship. Come on, we got we'll get that. All right, we'll get that. We'll promote. How about a, how about a ten and zero run? Best bet, right? We'll talk about that coming up next. We'll promote the Friday show, and we'll also empty the chamber here with the uh, in pocket. Matt's got a ton of picks in pocket. I do as well. It's going to be a fantastic weekend with the Marquee Games College and a tough slate in colleges. Uh, assuming in the NFL as well. So uh, we're looking forward to that, and plus all the baseball games too with the prop. So there'll be a prop coming up next and all the picks. VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, follow the money in pocket coming up straight ahead. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. He knows the quarterback was on coke if his girlfriend was not coke. These games are a burial, a blowout, a human lock. You can bet your children's unborn children's children on these games. I was so good that whenever I bet, I could change the odds for every bookmaker in the country. Tough loser yesterday with the Mariners team total over two and a half. Come on, guys. They had two runs in the top of the fourth. And then that was it. So they could have a 2 nothing series lead. They're down 0-2 and they got to win tomorrow to save the season. Guardians uh, refund. Game postponed or go at it again today. New place. Utah laying three and a half. I'm with you on this one. Don't weigh the hook. Yeah, well, that's USC was uh, three minus one thirty. I hate laying. I, I yeah. will not lay three and a half on a football game. You do that often? No. 
Okay. That's right. Uh, but Utah three and a half against USC. Uh, I just think it's a little bit of smoke and mirrors. Yeah. This turnover margin cannot continue right. with the turnover luck, and they had no business being Oregon State. And now they're really stepping up in competition as well. We're on the same side there. Colts, Jags <clears throat> under 42. Where are the points coming from uh-huh. in this one? Open 44. Two weeks ago, this line was six, by the way. But uh, it was 24 nothing in the first meeting. You saw how bad India. It can't protect Ryan. He's turning it over. They can't run the ball. The O-line's in shambles. Good defense, though. And then Lawrence has turned it over seven times in the last two games. Can't believe this total. Bengals laying one and a half in New Orleans. I like this a lot. All three losses have been a game-winning field goal uh, late. So I, I think Cincinnati's still a good team. And the Saints, you got a Lave Bengal with the concussion. Check the status of Landry. I don't think Thomas plays. Check his status. But they also, they're going to have a tough decision. Maybe it's not a tough decision. I would stick with Dalton. I think he's better oh, than, than, than Winston. But the, the problem continues, though, with the turnovers with the Saints. Uh, no defensive touchdown parlay. Bills, Chiefs, and the Cincinnati-New Orleans game as well. You can put the Sunday night game on there, too, if you want. But uh, that's a little defensive touchdown parlay. And one I gave out earlier in the week, Gundy 5-1 and one last six when both teams are ranked. He's been unbelievable in this spot. Plus four, uh, TCU taking money, open two. Uh, but I think Oklahoma State will get the outright win in this game against TCU and outscore the Horned Frogs in that one. Okay, what say you? Matt Eumannstein. How about this record for Paul Howard? 799, 710, and 34 pushes. Since the inception of the show, since day one. So you're talking five and a half years. That's yep. a record over five and a half yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. Documented over, wow, how about that? You're one win away from the 800 milestone. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what do you want to go, year by year? I get the, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, well, we all, yeah, that's, uh, we've, uh, we've done it, and we've had different producers, too. But uh, I decided to keep the thing up there the whole time. Take it away. All right, let's go with Tennessee plus seven. I actually got seven and a half here. Uh I think there's a chance that number might pop back up on Saturday when we find out that Bryce Young is going to play for Bama. Hendon Hooker is the key for me here. Uh, you got an experienced quarterback who can handle the pressure of the game, handle the pressure of the Alabama defense. 41 TD passes, three picks in 18 games at Tennessee. Phenomenal numbers. You got a solid run defense. I like the home dog in a big game in the SEC. I'm taking uh, the touchdown with Tennessee. I also like the uh, the dog in a big game in the Big Ten. Penn State plus seven. Concur. Sean Clifford, the more experienced right. quarterback. You've got a uh, Penn State offense that can run the ball here, and also uh, a pretty solid Penn State defense. Now the Wolverines in the one competent offense they've faced. Allowed 27 points against Maryland. I think Penn State's been road-tested here against Purdue, against Auburn, and Michigan has not. And Michigan, uh, the Wolverines really struggled on the road a week ago at Indiana. So give me a ten- Tennessee plus seven. We're going Michigan, uh, Penn State plus seven against Michigan. I'm not crazy about this one. After I found out Florida's uh, best offensive lineman is probably going to miss the game, but I think LSU's offense is really out of sorts right now. Ryan Kelly is not pushing right buttons with these quarterbacks. I'm hearing that the players hate the guy, and he's lost the locker room. Whoa! We'll see if that's the case. I mean, if looked if, like it last week. Yeah, uh, blowout loss in Baton Rouge to uh, Tennessee. We'll see. I mean, I I have to question whether LSU can get it together and beat Florida in the swamp. I'm gonna okay. bet on Anthony Richardson, who runs hot and cold. He can beat you with his legs. He can beat you with his arm. 
but not uh, he doesn't do both consistently. So you took think, you took twelve. What's that? The Indiana game? That's not. Right. Uh, yeah, Indiana's plus eleven took, and a half. Took the points. Yeah. Plus eleven and a half against yeah. Maryland. The Terps off a two-point home loss to Purdue. I think a little bit of a flat spot here on the road. And you're asking uh, the Terps a couple double digits at Indiana. Tom Allen is one of those guys who always gets his team motivated. I think that's going to be a problem for Maryland in this spot. So uh, the Hoosiers were live, Paul, for much of that game against Michigan. And I think it's going to be the same case here against Maryland. Syracuse, this is just a, a play on the number here. I like Garrett Schrager. I like Sean Tucker. I don't know if Syracuse is for real, for certain, uh, because the schedule is going to get a lot tougher. But NC State looks like it's going to be without Devin Leary, a quarterback, and that's a big deal. That's a quarterback who had 35 TD passes and five picks a year ago. If you take him off that offense, the Wolfpack's going to have some problems. I'm surprised this line is so cheap at Syracuse minus three. Uh, Okay, Purdue, Jeff Brom, great as an underdog. Yep. Not so great as a favorite. He's a fragile favorite here. Nebraska, I'm not saying it's necessarily a big buy sign on the Huskers because they beat Indiana and Rutgers back-to-back. I do think they're playing with a little bit more confidence. And uh, you got Casey Thompson, a quarterback, Anthony Grant, a running back. You can trade scores with Purdue in this game, and I think uh, Nebraska will. These two teams, Paul, like to play close games. Nebraska, Purdue each play a lot of close games. And I think this is going to be a, a tight one in West Lafayette. Purdue wins by seven. Give me 14 with Nebraska. I made the number 10. Uh, Utah minus three at minus 130. I'm buying that hook. Utah minus three against USC. We talked about that game at length. The Saturday night kickoff in Honolulu. I think the dogs are going to be live in this one. It's six and a half at a lot of spots right now. I'm buying the half up to seven. Because with a bad team, you never know. What can go wrong? But uh, Hawaii, I think, showed a lot of life on offense and defense uh, last week. They've gone back to Braden Schrager at quarterback. Dedrick Parsons, a really talented running back. The Nevada Wolfpack off a deflating loss at home to Colorado State last week. That's a terrible Colorado State team. Former coach comes back. You lose on a field goal at the gun. Hawaii fell as a 24-point underdog at San Diego State, 16-14. Much better situation here for Hawaii plus seven. You know Ooh. what? I've got a long list of possible plays in the NFL. I have not. I'm, I'm really Great record so far in the contest. Yeah, yeah. You're taking I, an ugly dog. Like you said, well, this is a tough week, man. It yeah, really it is. is. Yeah. You can say that a lot of times about the NFL, but, man, I'm having a hard time making some decisions right now. The ugly dog of the week for me is going to be the Steelers. I think they show up. I got a feeling they really show up here against the Buccaneers. And Paul? Let's face it, this Buccaneers team is nothing special. Almost know, blew a 21-0 lead at home last week against yeah. the Falcons. Squeaky bum time. I watched yeah. the game here. I had him in Survivor. I think off that Ooh. embarrassing loss of Buffalo, you're going to see the Steelers uh, show up with their best effort. Plus, Kenny Pickett should be getting a little bit better each week. Uh, I like the Packers here. I don't like your London trend, uh, but off a loss in the Matt LaFleur era, Aaron Rodgers is perfect. And uh, I think you're asking a lot of the Jets to go in and uh, hang with the Packers for four quarters. I think that's especially a good teaser play on the pack. But uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and lay the seven. Right now at Circa, the number is still seven. Packers minus seven. Aaron Rodgers' thumb appears to be fine. Forget the three minus 130. I'll go Utah money line. I'll do that. Minus 160? Well. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay, two pro tips. Let's okay. go two. Number one, I like what Chuck Edel said. 
Simple, but a uh, good tip. Uh, hold on, let me do this. Don't first. bet with your heart. In Pocket, presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials posted after noon Eastern at betrivers.com. Three nice. playoff games, plethora of props. Great job at Bet Rivers. Don't bet with your heart. I mean, you told him first he comes to town in 85. Oh, Bears are playing. Undefeated Bears. He doesn't have the cab money, right? And then uh, what happened? In, he was ticked off in 1969. What happened with the Mets, too? So don't bet with your heart. Pro tip number two. You're mm-hmm. going coming up. When you Even though it's breakfast time at Chick-fil-A, you can still order the chicken sandwich. Just gonna, It'll be a 10-minute wait, but they'll make you pull up. Oh, you got to wait 10 minutes? Well, yeah. You didn't it's not tell right. me that part. Well, come on. What are you, it's worth the wait. I love what? the spicy chicken sandwich. Yeah. I don't, really, I don't really like that breakfast biscuit. Oh, it's awesome. Shame on it's you. It's okay. Their breakfast okay. is unbelievable. I wouldn't unbelievable. say awesome. Awesome. I cannot believe the first time I had their breakfast. I go, what have I been missing? I it destroys McDonald's. It's but unbelievable. If I get the spicy chicken sandwich with the. Yeah. Put on a podcast. That's 10 minutes. Put on a put on Led Zeppelin, something. Yeah, Pink right. Floyd. You're I'm good. hungry right now. I don't want to wait. It's, it's worth the wait. Pro okay. tip. I found that out. Pleasantly surprised the last time I was at Chick-fil-A <laughs> uh, for breakfast. Hey, Friday football invitational yeah. tonight. I got Brent Musburger, yeah. Bruce Marshall, Mark Lawrence, Mike Palm, and Chris the Bear Felica on the show tonight. You and Mike Palm combined 10 and 0 best bets That's on right. the show. Let's keep it going, Mike. Yes. Great information. Great show as well. And they'll be uh, ready to go after the Dodger Padre game as well. Have a good weekend. We're back Monday. Go get them. Michael Lombardi on the show. Recap of everything and look at the baseball playoffs. Monday Night Football. Staley against Hackett. What could go wrong? If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.